Sermons from FBC Athens. Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Sermons from Sunday Worship at First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia. The title for the sermon from Sunday, November the 19th, is Touch of Gray and is given by Matt Marston, Senior Minister at First Baptist. The scripture text is Matthew 5, verses 9 through 13. Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed are you when people hate you and persecute you. How can that be a blessing? We have this question all the time with the Beatitudes. We remember, though, that the Beatitudes are blessings. They're not rules. It doesn't mean go out and get yourself persecuted. I had a friend in high school. His name was Kevin. And his church was a very small church, but they were very aggressive. They would go on Friday and Saturday night to Beale Street in Memphis, which is like downtown Athens in Athens. (laughs) What a great connection. And they would have these huge signs. I saw some of you downtown Friday night, by the way. Forget that. Huge signs that would say things like, turn or burn, repent, right? And typically, they would receive a bad response. People would get angry. Can you imagine at 2 o'clock? You're still out at 2 o'clock in the morning with one of those signs. People were angry. And Kevin would always say, I didn't ask, but always say, oh, people were so mad. We were really persecuted on Saturday night. Is that persecution? Is that bothering people until they get mad at you? Is that what it means to be a Christian, is to be so obnoxious that you inflict yourself on other people until they get mad? Of course not. And we know that in our world today, There are pockets of persecution for Christians, but are they everywhere? I don't typically feel persecuted. Now, I do find that when people find out what I do here in town, especially if they're my age or younger, they are alarmed. (laughs) And they would like to find someone else to talk to. (laughs) And I get it. 
I wish I could too, but I am me. <laughs> I don't have really have a choice. But there are pockets of persecution, and in history, people, Christians, were persecuted, weren't they? Early Christians were such a small, powerless minority offering a strange message that a man who was crucified, who was cursed, who was by all accounts a loser, is the very presence of God in our midst. That was wild. People had a hard time believing it, but times have changed. There was something called Christendom where Christians were obviously in charge. And now we're in a time where people are, you know, the church has kind of been pushed to the margins a little bit more, but we shouldn't overstate it. I knew a pastor, I won't say the town, I used to live there. If you know, then you know. But there was a pastor of a very small church who would very aggressively around Christmas insist that everyone say Merry Christmas to him back as to stave off persecution in South Georgia. Most of us are not going to face real persecution anytime soon, any, any way that I can imagine. But we do, I think, as Christians, I think we can expect resistance. We do have something to say that will bother people. And that's what I want. Not that we should be obnoxious and we should avoid the idea that as Christians, we've got it right and you've got it wrong, and therefore we will self-righteously accuse you. I don't think that's part of the Christian message. I think that is a mistake. It's a very human mistake. All human beings, don't we like to assume that our side is right and good? That our side, me and mine, wear white hats. And all those other people have black hats on. We divide up. Human Christians are not the only ones that do it. It happens at football games. It happens politically. It happens between countries. It's, it's not uniquely Christian, even though we haven't always done a great job fighting against it. But the assumption that a lot of us have sometimes is to be a Christian means I'm right and I need to convince you that I'm right. What our sharing the good news can become, I'm right and let me tell you how I'm right and invite you to be right like me. I mean, if, if I come to you and even talk about something silly like uh, ties or shoes and I tell you, Jeff, your shoes are wrong. What kind of response am I going to get? Probably, yeah, from Jeff, life-threatening. Um, <laughs> he is a deacon chair. I need to think before I speak. Okay. So I've, I've done this before, but I want to use this example to highlight what we mean when we talk about sin. Sin is the thing that I think bothers people. So we have this glass of water that's as pure as it can be out of the sink in my office. And 
Here is some food coloring. This is, oh, that was too much. And this is gel, so it's very potent. So what happens to the water as this gel is mixed in? If you just ran across that, if you asked for a glass of water and I brought that to you, would you drink it? Probably not. Is it safe to drink? Yeah, it's safe to drink because it's diluted. It would not be good before a date, perhaps. What percentage of this glass is water? Most, almost all of it. What percentage is food coloring? Tiniest little bit. The tiniest little bit. Very often what Christians do with sin is we say that sin is limited to a few behaviors. We tie sin to morality, good and bad. But who has morals? Everybody has morals. Every group has what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. That is true for like ISIS or the Bloods and the Crips or the Baptists. There are lists of good and bad. And a lot of times we think to be sinful means you do bad things. And to be a good Christian means you don't have any sin. No. 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 Why would the Bible continue to talk about forgiveness to the church? Why would we always stand in need of prayer? Why would we need grace? See, sin is not like the list of bad things that we occasionally do. Sin is like the food coloring in this glass. It isn't all we are, but it affects everything that we do. You are not wholly bad. That's not what total depravity means if you've ever run across a Presbyterian. That's not what total depravity means. It doesn't mean we're as bad as possible. It means that all of us, every part of us, is affected by sin. Anytime people talk about the innocence of parental love, I've Acid reflux. <laughs> are you kidding? Are you kidding? We are even something as beautiful as a love between a parent and a child. It's always affected by sin, by our darkness. As Christians, we should know that we can be right in the wrong way. That even if we have the right position, that does not mean we are innocent because we can be right in the wrong way. And we can easily, especially if we're right, especially if we think we are wearing white hats, we can think, I've got it, I'm right, I need to share, and then we are pretty close to a holy war pretty close to sanctioning ourselves with God's blessing to do what we want to other people through the law or just in our personal life or just in our conversation. 
one of the biggest concerns Jesus has when you read the Gospels is not people who do bad things. It's good people who are blind to their own darkness. That's the danger because that makes us dangerous. Think about your life. When were you most prone to give unasked for advice? Were you, like some of us, college freshmen, psychology 101, Thanksgiving break, let me fix my family? (laughs) Did Did anyone else try that? How did it go? No, we tend to be at our most dangerous when we are at our most self-righteous. Most dangerous when we are most self-righteous. What we do as Christians is we say, we don't divide up the world into good and bad. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God today. In the next hour and a half. All have sinned. We all need grace. We live by mercy. Sin is not something that we just get over. Now, we can be purified over time by God. That is true. But we will never be as pure as we're going to be. We're probably never as pure as we ought to be. And therefore, our posture to the world is not one of arrogance, but of humility. But that is unpopular. Because every group, watch political, we're going to be entering election season, watch political conventions, see if there is any room in a convention for humility. You know, I'm not so sure we've got it right. The other side can make some good points. Are you going to be allowed to speak? No, because what energizes the base is to say, our hats are white, theirs are black. That gets people excited. When you're talking to a friend about how you've been wronged by your boss, do you want your friend to, uh, don't do, actually don't do this, Uh, don't remind people of their darkness immediately. I've learned. (laughs) That's not what you do. But what people will want is for you to say, yeah, they are terrible. I hate them too. That's what the world wants. That's what, if we're honest, part of what we want. But what we do as Christians is to remind ourselves first and everybody else next that we're always good, always good, but we are all touched by sin, standing in need of mercy. In other words, all of our hats have a touch of gray. The sermon title is a reference to the Grateful Dead song, and Steve Smith's not here. Does anyone else know the song? What do you listen to? <laughs> we'll talk later. Now, is this just bad news that we are sharing? Does this make us like the SNL character, Debbie Downer? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because, yes, in this world, we do have to make moral decisions. 
we do have to vote and on an issue take a side and take a stand. It does mean that always in the background we have this in mind. But we don't do this to condemn the world. Because Jesus says, you are to be salt. And what does salt do? It preserves. It brings out the goodness of the world and does so hiddenly. You can't tell if something's been salted. It's not one of these showy spices like oregano or something. <laughs> or whatever you think is the most arrogant spice. My vote, my vote is oregano. To remember humility and to be humble ourselves does not condemn the world. It actually preserves it. It actually enhances the goodness because what happens when we expect one person or one side or one institution to be all white-hatted, what will inevitably happen? A chink in the armor, a stain on the hat, they will fall and we will tend to swing the other way and be dismissive and as blind to our own problems as ever. It actually is a beautiful thing of love when we do what Jesus tells us to do and look at the plank in our own eye before we look at anybody else's. I think it's one of the most crucial reasons that we have church, that we come to church, that we walk in here when we don't feel like it, or as for some of you, at great pain, it hurts to come in here. Because when we come into church, we are not condemned, but we are reminded that we are all sinners standing in the need of grace. And when we can remember that, we actually are of help to other people. We actually can help. We actually can become a person who can say to someone struggling, me too. Have you ever been struggling with something and you sought help? You mentioned to your friend, you know, you say, gosh, we're having a hard time with our 13-year-old. I changed the ages so it wouldn't match up with mine. Our 13-year-old, totally hypothetical. And they say to you, well, you just need to read this book. Straighten us right up. Or what you got to do is lay down the law. What you got to do is hit them hard and make it happen and be in control and show them who's boss. How do you walk away from that kind of conversation? It's terrible. But when someone says, you know, I struggle too. As many of you know, I have, at different points in my life, really struggled with panic attacks. Like, hours-long panic attacks. And when I, they first hit me, I was a pastor, and I had this thought that I was being punished for some, something terrible that I had done. And therefore, because I thought I was being punished, I didn't want to tell anybody about them. I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. I thought, you know what? If I was a faithful person, 
I wouldn't have problems. That is a pretty immature thing for someone to think about as an adult and who's a pastor, but there I was. There I was. And I just wanted to hide and pretend. And it got to the point where I really needed to talk to someone. And so I called my friend who's a pastor and told him of my struggles. And what I thought he was going to say is, you are, you're bad. He wasn't going to say that, but you know how this can get in your head? You can just make up what someone else is going to say. And you know what he said instead? Me too. The same thing has happened to me. And this is the grace that I've needed to get through. And when he did that, he was salt to me. He preserved me. He gave me a new chance. He gave me a new chance because he didn't pretend that he was just all pure and clear. He said, I've wrestled too. We come in here, put on what we want, how we want to present ourselves, but let's never forget that we come into this place with gray hats. Yep, all of us struggling in one way or the other. All of us standing in need of mercy. And the best news, no matter how far we have fallen, we've got a God who came to meet us right there to show us mercy and to give us promise of life, life that lasts forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons from FBC Athens. Join us for worship in person or our live stream Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. God's grace and peace be with you today, tomorrow, and always.